So would you like to manifest more money? It's a silly question because who doesn't want to manifest more money? Who doesn't want more money? Who doesn't desire more money? Who doesn't? Well, we don't want to say need more money because we're going to we're going to delve into how we use language and how we think about language. But this is my first show. I've done about maybe 40, 50 shows. And this is my first show dedicated to money. And this is the kickoff to a number of changes I'm going to be doing with the podcast. So just, you know, come along for the ride because things are going to get interesting. And today we're going to talk about how to manifest more money. So manifestation. So there's a couple of keys. I talk about this all the time, but let's get specific. The first thing you are manifesting your state and your reality at all times. Whatever state that you are currently in, and I don't mean the state that you live in, I mean whatever mental, emotional state that you are in and how you think about and perceive money, you created that. You have to accept responsibility for that. There is, you are not the victim anymore. If you're manifesting, if you're listening to this show, you've already recognized that the, the key to your transformation is you. You are the difference. So you've already realized that. And right now, you're here trying to hone those skills so you can create the reality and the life that you want. Money is important. We live in a 3D reality whose form of currency, primary form of currency, which is energy, is money. Money is how we exchange things for value. Things for values. We exchange our time for money. We exchange uh, goods and services for money. So money is the thing that we measure our success on. How much money do you have in the bank? How many investments do you have? You know, how big is your house? How many cars do you have? These are all symbols of how much money and thus energy you are generating in your own personal universe. And we look out uh, at other people and we determine how valuable they are by their accoutrements. How, oh, well, that person has a five-bedroom house with six bathrooms, or that person lives in a McMansion, or that person drives a Maserati, my favorite car of choice, or, you know, that person has a private jet. This, if we make determinations about people based on what they were able to purchase with their money. Now, as you know, and as I know, a lot of things don't necessarily come through actual physical dollars of purchase. We are a debt-based society, which means that we get loaned money based on our assets and expenses and our assets and liabilities. We get loaned money um, and then we can do more with that, but then we have to pay it back and that's debt. Okay, so this is not an economics lesson. This is just an overview of what you already know. But let's get to the manifestation part because that's why you're here. So manifestation manifesting more money first involves you identifying what your current money myths are what's a money myth this is what i like to call things that you are wrong about when it comes to money so for example a common manifestation or a common money myth is that um being rich is evil having you know the the villain is the rich guy the you know the person who accumulates all the stones he's the bad guy because uh, we have a cultural uh a paradigm which 
uh, which shows people that have money as people that are willing to do whatever it takes, even kill people, you know, (laughs) willing to do whatever it takes to accumulate wealth. And there is a there is a uh, characteristic that people with money are, are, you know, they're Scrooges, they, you know, they are bitter, miserly people. Um, They don't have friends, their family doesn't love them, they just want them for the money. This is a myth, okay? Many people who have money are very generous, kind, loving people. Just like many people who don't have money are very generous, kind, loving people. That's not why a person has or doesn't have money. But if it is a myth with, if it is a, an idea or a myth within you where you think you associate having money or wealth with being evil and you don't want to be evil, then you're not going to manifest any money because you're not going to violate your personal value system. Okay, your personal value system is your system of beliefs that you live by that you this is your code. This is your way. Right. And if anything violates that way, which is overreaching, even if you might need more food in your refrigerator, you will not violate your personal value system in order to get that more food. So, for example, regardless of how hungry you are, you still may not go hold up a a fast food restaurant or a bank in order to get money to feed your family because that would violate your your personal uh, system of beliefs. You'll never do that because this is what makes you you. But you can change those system of beliefs. Now, obviously, you don't want to change them to allow for, you know, crime and punishment for yourself. You're not going to do that. But subtle changes to how you think about money will allow you to manifest it and make more of it. Okay, so the first thing is money is not evil. There's a common misquoted Bible verse that the root of uh, the root of all evil, money is the root of all evil. But the actual verse is the love of money is the root of all evil. And I don't even believe that is correct, uh, correctly translated in the first place, because money does a lot of good. Um, You know, when we're talking about certain religious concepts and, and things that are put that are programmed into us as we are growing up, a lot of things are programmed for society. There's a lot of things that we are taught so that we can become cogs in society. If the society cannot handle everyone being a millionaire, okay, you still need people to work. You need people to work in factories. You need people to work in, you know, cotton fields. You need people to work in warehouses. And if we're all manifesting money in in a society, then there's nobody to do that dirty work that nobody wants to do. So you have to put people, I mean, this is, this is kind of like how you set up a society. So a lot of things we've learned as children, or we've taken in as children and coming up are things so that we can fit into society in order to serve someone else's purposes or goals, you know, perceived, uh, you know, perceived. Okay. You can change that. You don't have to buy into that any longer. You can create your own way of thinking about money. So Um, let's move on to the next thing. Okay. A lot of times we don't manifest more money because we're limited in our thinking. We, we limit ourselves to what we think we deserve and you are always going to manifest and attract what you think you deserve. If you think you deserve a modest apartment and a, you know, small vehicle and not many, um, 
not many possessions, that's what you're going to manifest. And you're never going to go beyond that if you don't allow yourself to go beyond that. I told this story uh, in a recent episode about how, you know, I was struggling financially and I was spending money on bottled water. I know this is silly, but it's just these are the little things that you have to tweak in order to manifest more money, more things, more abundance, more wealth. But I was spending money two or three dollars on bottled water. And I didn't even think that if I got a water dispenser, it would save me money over the long haul because I was thinking in the short term, not the long term. And when you're trying to manifest money, you have to think in the long term and you have to accept that the sky is the limit. You have to open yourself up to taking risk, to seeing opportunities. Sometimes things are presented to you as opportunities and your self-limitations keep you from going after them. You know, for example, I would not go back to school for the longest time because I kept thinking about the debt that I would incur. But I wasn't thinking about the long term of how you know, a better education or more education might make me more marketable, not only for a job, but also as an entrepreneur. Because in our 3D reality, people respect education. If people see that you have a master's degree or a PhD or a JD behind your name, they give you more respect because that's the way our society is set up. I don't set those rules. That's the way this is a joint agreement that we've all decided is how the world is going to work, right? So in thinking of that, I limited myself because I said, I don't want to incur all that debt. But the truth is, uh, the, the amount of debt incurred to going back to school doesn't, it, the payoff is way greater once I'm using those credentials to propel me further in life for bigger and better things. But you have to be able to look at the bigger picture when you do that. So the third thing is allow for the unexpected. So if you can allow for the unexpected, you can allow for some pretty uh, phenomenal things to happen into your life. A lot of us, we don't walk around and say, oh, somebody's just going to give me $10,000 or somebody's just going to give me $1,000 or whatever. We don't think that's possible. You know, th these types of miracles happen. And when we hear other people talk about them, we're like, oh, you know, well, we try to find a logical reason to explain away the miraculousness, you know, of these, these seemingly really crazy happenstances, you know, I mean, <laughs> I've had some things happen to me in my life where, you know, it, it just at the right time, like a couple of years ago, I got a deposit of $3,000 and I didn't know where it come from, but it was right on time. Okay. It was right on time because I needed that $3,000, but I wasn't expecting it. Now, because I allow for the unexpected in my life, I, I I call myself a magical thinker in, in the best description of it, which means that I allow for special things to happen to me, people to give me money, uh, people to show favor on me. You know, I, I allow for that. I deserve that. Why not? Why, why shouldn't I have miracles in my life? There's no reason why, you know, and if you can make that jump for yourself and say, okay, 
I allow for the unexpected. That's an intention that you can start affirming, you know, when, when you do your affirmations and intentions, either before bed or during the day when you're, 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 your internal self-talk. I allow for the unexpected, you know, in a positive way, something, you know, but then here's the, here's the caveat with this. When you allow for the unexpected, sometimes it takes you on journeys that you, you know, you're not familiar with things that you're not used to. And you kind of have to have an open mind with these things, because if it's unexpected, it's something that you're not used to. So that's the show. That's how to manifest more money. You know, if you want to learn more tips and techniques, how to integrate these things into your everyday life, hit me up for some coaching. LiveLoveLux.com. That's L-I-V-L-U-V-L-U-X.com. I would be happy to help you integrate these things into your daily life. So thanks. Manifest some more money. Tell me about it. Come on to my Facebook page and share your story of success. Hey, welcome to your life. Talk to you soon.